Welcome to Green Wave Radio. Your episode starts now. Hi, welcome to Green Wave Radio. My name is Hayden Kim. As this year and thus the third season of Green Wave Radio comes to an end, we have gotten through one of the most difficult years in Dalbutton history. With the uncertainty of whether we would even make it to school in the fall, to a basically fully online period of almost a month in the winter, and finally a spring term when we finally, finally saw the beginning of the vaccine rollout. This year has been a bumpy ride to say the least, but here we are at the end of the year. No one has seen the brunt of this more than our student body president, Quinn Zabrowski, who has had to experience some of the greatest challenges a student body president has ever had to face in Dalbert history. To end off the year, we talk to Zebo as he reflects on his final year here at Dalbert. Yep. Alright guys, my first time here on Green Wave Radio. Thanks for having me, Kimmer. I'm Quinn Zabrowski. Everyone knows me as Zebo. This was... Uh, my senior year, and I served the year uh, as president as of the student body. Graduating this year, obviously, much different year than I anticipated with COVID and everything, but it's really been a pleasure uh, doing my job this year. To start off, can you tell me about the election, how you felt going into the election, how you felt coming out of the election, what you thought your odds were? So, honestly, going into the election, um, I definitely had a lot of doubt um, just from people around me. Uh, my parents actually, like, had thought I had no chance of winning, uh, which was kind of weird because like your parents are usually like your number one supporters, whatever. But they just didn't really think that like I had the support or whatever that I needed to win. Um, but my friends were actually the ones that were like really excited about it, just because they knew they could be good helps on the council. Um, and actually, one of my best friends is also running for secretary, James Ranky, and actually won as well. Um, which was really cool to run with him. But going through the election, honestly, I just, um, obviously the school year last year with code and everything, uh, school was a little bit more relaxed just because um, rightfully uh, the administrators were focusing more on like the mental health of students just getting through like a lockdown. Like, um, so my main focus of the entire last spring was winning that election. Daily posts on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, everything like that. I actually had some really good edits going up from Declan Massacre. He was helping me out a lot. And I think I was just, I made a good balance between uh, being funny, uh, being serious, and really just towing that line um, as much as I could. Because obviously people want to see uh, seriousness in a, in a campaign, but they also like to see someone having fun with it, you know. Um, but that was definitely uh, a grind, that election. Um, just because I really like wasn't sure um, like what my role would be if I even won that. Um, so I was just like, this is the most important thing in my life right now. I gotta, uh, I gotta win this election. I really didn't have any thoughts about losing the election, honestly, once I started getting rolling just because of my support um, and everyone commenting, reposting and stuff like that. I uh, felt really good about it going into it. Do you think that it being an online election changed anything for you? Do you think that if it were an in-person election that you would have lost? Or do you think you would have still won? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I actually talk about this a lot, um, especially uh, when talking about this this year's election with the senior council moderators. I think I would not have won if it was a normal year. I would have gotten, I think, more support just from being on campus, going to games, going to stuff like that. but as was seen in my first few appearances on stage, 
I was like a nervous wreck up there. I don't think I would have been able to get through my speech. I don't think I would have uh, delivered it well at all. I was very well practiced uh, on the video, but that being said, I probably shot the video that I actually sent in and posted probably 50 times uh, just because I wanted to nail it. And even doing it that many times um, with no audience, uh, it just showed like how how poor my public speaking was, even at that point, because it wasn't even in front of a crowd. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I think I would have lost the election if it hadn't been for um, it being online. I kind of touched on this before, and I just kind of wanted to add on. What was it like going from an average student to the highest student position at the school? Yes, um, so it was it definitely a confidence boost. I mean, uh, walking around campus, uh, hey, Prez, hey, El Prez, whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely coming out to campus and knowing that like this year, uh, whatever happens is uh, it's in my control, um, my council's control as well. So uh, it was very cool knowing that what went on and like the successes. Um, but it also no, it was also tough knowing that the failures failures of this year um, uh, could also be blamed on us. Um, but definitely, it was an extremely cool feeling knowing that I had such like a, a high role on campus. Um, I feel like I uh, definitely got more respect from uh, teachers and students. And especially because at the beginning of our reign, I guess you could say, uh, last year, uh, it was in uh, at the beginning of um, some of like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. Um, and we actually put out like a a very well put together, um, a couple minute long video, um, just welcoming everyone onto our campus and just letting our, um, all of our students, uh, staff and families know that no matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like, um, Del Barton is, is a place for you. Um, and we'll open you with, we'll let you in with, uh, open arms. Um, so I think that that was a very, um, promising start. And I think that, uh, garnered a lot of respect from a lot of people on campus. Again, you kind of touched on the failures of this year. Can you tell me a little bit about your biggest challenges that you had to face uh, this year, especially? Um, well, a lot of the um, traditionally, a lot of the school events take place uh, in the gym or in that FAC with the entire school there. Um, but this year was a little bit different, or very different, actually, um, because we could never have. Um, the entire student body together inside. Um, we tried to play around with doing something outside, um, but like the logistics of everything, like it just wouldn't be um, like the normal experience of like a pep rally um, or like the senior uh, faculty basketball game in the gym, which is usually like some of the most hype moments on campus. Um, but the challenges, uh, obviously COVID, um, but also I'd say just the fact that with COVID, um, everything has to, uh, look perfect, um, from an outside perspective. Um, so even if, uh, we could get away with something, um, everything we do has to be run through, um, board of health, uh, from Morris County, um, the nurse, but everyone was really helpful. The administration could not have been more helpful just because they de definitely did feel bad for us going to this year um, with all the disadvantages we had. Um, and I think the contact tracing 
uh, was a big issue as well because we'd have an event planned um, and then we'd be out for a day. It set us back a day. Um, it seemed like half the senior class was out for <laughs> a good portion of the fall and winter terms. Um, and overall, just the the whole like school morale um, is based off of like those huge meetings um, in the FAC and gym uh, where everyone is there. Um, and one of the main things about being a president is um, getting people out to events. Um, but obviously when there's restrictions on events where you can only have parents to them, uh, there's not much that you can do um, as far as getting hype around those events and letting people go because they weren't even allowed to go. But uh, going from there um, with the COVID and stuff, we just tried to keep our head up as much as we could, even with all the disadvantages and mishaps this year. Um, a lot of the winter term was online. How much did that mess you guys up as far as what you guys had planned and everything like that? Yeah, so um, actually with the online stuff, uh, we got some video game tournaments and stuff going, but it's it's really hard to get stuff going, obviously, when you're not on campus. Um, obviously, like everything is based on being here, being here together. Um, but we just didn't have that. So it's, it was extremely hard to get people, um, excited for something when like it's on like a computer or like on a zoom call Xbox live or something like that. Um, it's definitely a lot more out of your control, whether or not people show up to that kind of stuff, um, than like a big game, which if you hype it up the entire week, put posters out, school G posts and stuff like that, um, you can get people out to the game pretty, pretty easily. Um, but with like an online video game tournament, you just have no clue how many people play that game, um, if they're really interested in it, or um, if they have something going on at that time. I'm sure you've heard some people may think that you were a bad president because we didn't have a lot of the usual school events. Do you think that there's any merit in those statements? Um... I would say just going off of all the work that we did, um, you can't compare this year to um, a normal year. But comparing what we had um, to what other schools had, I think that uh, Del Barton and the Senior Council did an extremely um, good job of um, what we had to do and what we did. Uh, for example, um, getting those spirit, spirit days into the spring, even when like they were definitely watered down compared to what we normally have. Um, I, I didn't hear like a ton about, um, like the mishaps of the senior council, just because I think there was a bit of a, um, I think everyone like did feel bad for us because, because of like the excitement we had coming into the year, um, like this, all the school year posts, Instagram posts, um, good stuff happening over the summer. Uh, and then like more COVID card started coming in, um, more mandates, more stuff like that. Um, everything tightened up as we got into the fall and winter. Um, but I think comparing what we did this year, uh, to other schools, we did an astronomically better job than, um, what was going on in the area. Now to talk about the events we did have most prominent of which is spirit week. What went into planning Spirit Week? Did you guys get everything you wanted out of Spirit Week? And do you think you could have gotten more? Yeah, so the Spirit Week, we actually originally planned it to be um, 
in December before we went on that uh, that that big break that we had uh, with like the virtual stuff in between. Um, uh, when was it? Or it might have been. Yeah, I think we originally planned it for November um, before we had that big break between Thanksgiving and Christmas where we just stayed virtual pretty much the whole time. Um, so we had a lot of the planning and stuff um, a lot earlier than we needed it because uh, obviously that spirit week got canceled just because we weren't even in school at the time that was supposed to happen. Um, so then everything got shifted to the spring. Um, so we did have quite a long time to plan that stuff. Um, that being said, we weren't really sure, um, what we were going to be able to do just because everything, all these rules are just constantly changing. Um, but we did have plans for, um, for three different, uh, like availabilities depending on like how bad like COVID was in the school and in the area and what like the mandates had. So we had, um, a, a spirit, a spirit week schedule for, um, if we were virtual, um, if we had mild restrictions and if we had like tight restrictions. So we ended up having to go with the plan for the tight restrictions, um, just because, uh, outdoor gatherings were limited to, um, 50 people when we did have spirit week, um, which is obviously it's just a huge hit to what we were planning. Um, but besides that, and I'd say besides the, um, the senior uh, faculty basketball game, which is usually like the highlight of spirit week, we were able to get a lot of like the normal activities done. Like the dodgeball tournament um, is always a huge hit. Uh, I think we, that, that went really well, even though it was virtual. Um, I heard great things about that. Um, and also this year we, we usually get like, like a magician from outside of the school or like a mentalist or something. Um, but like everything was booked up. Um, people were doing like virtual shows all over the place. Um, so with like the limited time we did have, uh, we decided to, um, just use our own senior Declan trainer, uh, for the, for the, uh, magician act. And that was actually probably the highlight of spirit week, I'd say, um, especially like for the seniors. Like the, the magician, um, was easily like one of the hypest moments of the spirit week. Um, but, uh, also, uh, we were really excited for, um, the drip day. Uh, so we were going to have, um, the fashion club, uh, like actually judge, uh, kids drip and, um, see how, like, see how they're dressed, like how fashionable they were or whatever. Um, just kind of like a fun thing, just everyone showing out in whatever clothes they want. Um, but that was, we had to get rid of that, um, just because of, uh, like we didn't want anyone to feel left out of that, um, based on where you come from or whatever, anything like that. Um, but we were definitely really excited for that. And that was disappointing that we had to move on from that. But I still think, uh, spirit week was a very good end to the year even though it was in a different format. Um, as most of you probably know, we had to do, um, every Friday was a spirit, was a spirit day. Um, not just a straight week because we didn't want anything to, um, get interfered with in case we had another round of contact tracing. Um, school got shut down or anything like that. So we decided to spread it out. And I think that was pretty good. Um, that was a really good decision just because every Friday that sense of belonging on campus, um, and sense of normalcy really, um, started to come back. Uh, I got, we got a lot of feedback saying that, um, Del Barton was back during the spring just because, um, of like all the hype around like the spirit week, 
um, the sports teams getting ready to do their seasons. Um, and overall, everyone, like, not many guys were virtual in the spring, uh, which is extremely good just for um, everything morale, uh, education in general, and uh, what we decided to do with the Spirit Days. You said before that you had three plans for Spirit Week, one being with no restrictions, one being with some restrictions, and one being with tight restrictions. When you were drafting up those plans, did you see the tight restrictions option, which was the one you ultimately went with as a last resort and focused more on the other two plans? Yes, actually, that was that was definitely our last option. Um, so we had to make some last minute changes with that stuff. Um, honestly, with all of our stuff, uh, everything we planned this year, we planned it pretty early, and we were like, "Oh yeah, in a couple of months, uh, nobody will be wearing masks. We'll be we'll be free from all this stuff." Um, but obviously, that never really happened. Um, for example, like we were planning um, homecoming uh, in July and August. And we're like, oh, this is this is gonna be great. We're gonna get bagpipes, bouncy houses, a huge carnival on campus. Just pump money into this thing and just make it the coolest thing ever. Bring all the alumni back on campus. Um, but we never ended up having a homecoming, which is a huge hit to um, our program, obviously. But yeah, we were definitely um, not expecting to go with the tight restrictions plan, um, and that was actually the least planned of our, um, of our options just because it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to get excited for something. Um, that's obviously has to be so, uh, watered down and socially distanced, uh, like it was. Um, so yeah. Finally, I wanted to talk about your farewell speech for those who watched, they saw you get really emotional and really into it. Is there any stories you wanted to elaborate on or add on anything you didn't have time to in the speech um so like the main story of um my speech uh was just about how uh the senior class currently um when we were freshmen we didn't have the uh the hottest start um so a lot of a lot of coders pretty tough gpa um so we were called into a class meeting uh and we were told um we gotta we gotta shape it up or, or ship out basically, um, and that like this is Del Barton, this is not how you act. Um, everything pretty much needs to change. Um, but as I highlighted in the speech, Brother Paul, Mister Kovacek, uh, Mister Brady were actually most disappointed um, with us not being able to get along with one another, um, like other classes previously had. I'm not sure what it was in that first uh, semester on campus. Um, but it was definitely not uh, not as unified um, of a class as I expected, to be honest. Um, but going from there, they told us to look to our left and right. Um, and these are your brothers for life. Um, and at that moment, like, there was definitely a change from then on. Um, like, the senior class, all 144 guys are close with one another, um, help each other out with everything, best friends. Um, and I see it going forward that way as well. Um, but just going into the farewell speech, um, I actually wrote it two months, one and a half months, uh, before I gave a speech. Um, and I was pretty well rehearsed, um, well practiced going to that speech. Um, but I was definitely a lot more comfortable talking in front of a group of people than I was um, going into the year. Uh, as I said before, I 
probably would have lost the election just because I would have fallen apart uh, on stage for my uh, election election speech. But just going into that farewell speech, I wanted to use the stage that I had to talk about everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, so I never really had the opportunity um, in the year just to go up and practice something and um, give a speech just whatever I wanted to wanted it to be about, however long I wanted it to be. Um, I think it was around 11, 11 minutes. Um, so that's like a pretty long, long speech um, compared to what I'd, I'd previously given. Um, so I just pretty much poured out my emotions um, as I was writing it. Um, I was actually bawling my eyes out, crying um, from the first paragraph on, just thinking about all like the memories and um, friends and everything I've accumulated at Del Barn. Um, so everything that I was feeling, um, thinking was poured out into this speech. And I think the audience, um, the audience could tell that this speech was different than, um, something I'd given prior just because it was, um, it was my, it was my words, um, and my feelings and that was very distinguish distinguishable from um, everything that they had previously heard. Um, and I think they were able to really connect well with that just because um, in like a normal speech, you fabricate your words a little bit um, just to sound professional, um, get your point across. But this speech was definitely different because it was um, it was more of like a conversation type of speech i'd say um yes it was cleaned up well um had good grammar and everything like that but it was definitely um more of like a heart to heart um kind of thing than anything like professional um so i think everyone was really able to um find value in that and um i think probably half to three quarters of the senior class was was crying in the church um the, all the moms were watching together were crying. Um, everyone that I've talked to was really uh, really touched with the speech, teachers, faculty, everything like that. Um, but just overall, I think everyone like at that moment realized how much um, like they cared about Del Barton and how much they cared about the investment that Del Barton is and what you receive and how valuable um like this place really is this will probably be your final time to talk about the school and your final time to talk to the wider development community and the next senior council do you have anything you want to pass on to the next council for the next council i'd say um get every get everything done early i know it's kind of you guys have probably heard this already um it's probably a cliche thing to say but the best thing you can do um is get something done a month before a couple weeks before because there are so many factors um, that go into an event. Uh, Del Barton is not just, uh, the, the president says this and that, and that'll happen. There are uh, many different departments, um, obviously a massive campus. This is a business. Um, so like there's just so many things that go into um, events actually happening. So many people you have to talk to, um, things you have to order uh, that just take time. And if you plan that stuff out early, uh, you'll avoid a lot of the obstacles. Um, I think we did a really well, really good job of that this year. 
Um, but obviously a lot of, a lot of stuff was, um, canceled pretty last minute on us. Um, but I think, yeah, that's definitely what I'd suggest to the next council. Um, but just in terms of the normal double art student, um, I'd say definitely cherish every single moment you have here at Delbarn. Um, the best memories are created, uh, when you, when you least expect it, um, waiting for the four o'clock bus, um, sitting at lunch with your friends, just stuff like that. Um, get involved with everything you can. Cause I'd say, um, my freshman year, freshman and freshman year, I'd say, um, I wasn't as involved just playing sports, going home, doing my homework. Um, but there's so much value in staying on campus and not just leaving it to 240, so much wisdom. Um, and obviously the teachers just care about you so much. Um, and if you go talk to a teacher, uh, they'll help you out with whatever's going on, but they'll also, um, just have a conversation with you. Um, so I think stick around on campus as, as much as you can, um, cause you'll regret it if you don't. And, Join as many clubs, talk to as many people, make as many friends as you possibly can. Um, because the six or four years um, absolutely fly by. I I remember everyone telling me that it's going to fly by. Um, freshman year is pretty long. Um, and then after that, it was like just a blink of the eye. Um, absolute blink of the eye. Uh, it's sad to, sad to think about it, but time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, but overall Del Barton is just like, like the best place in the world that you can be. Um, nowhere else, uh, will you find like the kind of people, um, that are at Del Barton. Everyone wants to be your friend. Everyone wants to help you out. Um, there's no better environment. So I think be here as much as you possibly can. Um, and you'll definitely find great memories and great value uh, in everything here at Delbarn. That was Quinn Zabrowski, class of 2021 and former Delbarton student body president. As I talked about at the top of the episode, this year has been a crazy one for everybody. For that, I'd like to thank all the faculty who have helped me produce Green Wave Radio. Specifically, Father Michael Tidd, Ms. Teresa McGuire, Mr. Jared Lowry, Ms. Jessica Fittis, Mr. Jonathan Kelly, and Mrs. Maria Lorenzo. Not to mention the numerous students who helped me this year, like Dominic Beck, Jack Gerbig, Charles Grippo, and John McDonald. We hit new milestones this year, like our most viewed episode to date, and over 4,000 total views across all our episodes. In the end, the most important people to this podcast are you, the viewer. And for that, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next season.